Yeah, I got yeah. single, and then it just started falling apart. And I was like, dude, it's very... The it's, better your core, the harder the breakup was. That's exactly if, if what you, I'm if getting If you at. broke up with someone and you didn't care, you have no ambition oh, to Oh, yeah, to you go that. back to having beers with your buddies. No, I was just right on, like, no-carb diet, intense, weighted planks at the gym. Yeah. Weighted planks at weighted the gym. Pl- no, I went from what planks once a month to I put a weight on my back and do planks now. I'm like... Oh. Well, the girl puts a weight on your back emotionally, and then they and then they dump you, and you need resistance training just you, to overcome. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I need an actual physical weight now. Do you have a weight belt on when you're doing planks? Is that what you're saying? A belt or like? So I'll do a plank, and I'll take a ten pound um, plate, and I'll put it on my lower back. It doesn't fall off. No, because you're just doing planks. It he has a man up. back. He doesn't have some dinky little dimple. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a tiny one little, of those women yeah. backs. That's not meant for carrying purses. This is a man we're talking to. <laughs> right, let's just jump right into it. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Your host Dave Neal, co-host Tasha Courtney, What's up? coming to you live with Griff Pippen, Woo! the coolest. <laughs> Griff is the coolest guy. I was trying to prep Tasha by by explaining. I was like, Griff burns more calories than anyone I've ever seen when he does stand up comedy. I, I, you know what? I can probably say that with confidence. Yeah. That, like, like, have you ever <laughs> wore a Fitbit when you've done stand up? You know, that's a good idea. I've never actually had anyone suggest that or thought about that. But that would be a funny experiment because you've seen the CrossFit bit. Yeah. And if if I can do anything to stand out in comedy and be recognized for one thing, it would probably be nobody physically works harder on stage. What's funny is you're really good with accents and impressions. Yet yet you're going to be known as the guy as the Richard Simmons of, uh, of stand up. You know, you never get to choose what you'll be known for because a lot of people know me for my crowd work, or people are like, "Oh, he's the accent guy," or people are like, "He's the most physical comic I've ever seen." Like, I can never release an album on Spotify, no. and I'm fine with that. They'll be like, what is he doing? I need to oh, know. Oh, this is, what oh they my gosh, it sounds so funny. Now I have to go to his YouTube page. See, that's strategy they, right there. They need to like mic the floor so like, you're just like doing shit. Like, what the fuck's going on? You're like, oh, Griff's doing an act out. Tasha doesn't understand stand-up talk. I absolutely do. I just t- tune used, out. <laughs> I just, I tune out. I can't. She's used to tuning out when I try to run bits by her. But no, I think, you know, like strippers, they, they get a good workout while they make money yeah. and do, do stripping. You get to do that on stage. And not make money. It's and not make money. <laughs> so good. And not be valued in society as high as strippers. <laughs> well, let me explain to Tasha and anyone listening what the CrossFit is. I physically do a CrossFit workout on stage. Are you just dripping sweat by the end? Because Sometimes. I feel like even with two minutes of like a serious exercise, I'm like winded. Now that I'm single, I've lost some weight, so I'm not s- sweating as much. Um, but so I'll do a full burp. I'll do two burpees. I'll take the microphone cord and whip it like that. That the thing where they whip the, the ropes. Uh, I'll do <laughs> kettlebells, like a full workout, right? And and the thing is, a lot is, of stool work. Uh, yeah, got to do a lot of stool work. Stool. I mean, I do it all. I take the mic and use it as like a. a you bring a kettlebell on stage? No, but it's imaginary. It? Oh, okay. But still, if you watch the work, it's it's. And the thing is, it's funniest for other comedians to watch is I physically put all of this insane amount of work in. And when the joke doesn't hit, it's the funniest to comics. Cause yeah. <laughs> he is working so hard physically and getting no reaction. That's big. The bigger risk, the bigger reward or the bigger fall. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but I never don't commit and I will commit to you, a joke. Uh, yeah. And I you, look like an idiot. Your and, commitment level 
which which we could get into with relationships. If, <laughs> if, if your commitment to relationships is anything like your stand up, you're not you're not uh, like I don't know like me. I I don't dump girls. I just I I commit to that bit as long as I can until it's like the locks are changed. I think Tasha's found that out, but I'm just like, <laughs> well, now I know that when I really want you to go, I just got to put all your stuff on the sidewalk and, but even that, locks is that going to send me home? No, I've spent a few nights in the car, but I'm not driving away. <laughs> now, now what's going on with you? So you, you teased it. You've lost some weight. You've, you've got the old breakup diet, Yeah. which as painful as that is to you in the moment is a beautiful rebirth. It really is. Right. Does Does it, have, you, have you hit the beautiful rebirth part yet? Or are you still miserable? I'm somewhere in this limbo, um, you know, because I mean, there's there's a lot of emotion there, it, and and it's not just gone. It's not one black or white right now, but it just I'll say that thing about a breakup that you'll you can lose this weight. The, the, you otherwise no way you could have. There's no amount of willpower <laughs> or depression. Diet. Those first few weeks of depression and appetite will crush that weight. And then once you get out of that and your stomach is shrunk and then you're like, wait a minute, I got rid of that stubborn fat. I can do this. <laughs> I good. And yeah. And then you, it gives you the confidence to lose another five and then you kind of keep Dude, going. You could start like a exercise regime, like CrossFit of desperation or something like you, yeah. like you could really, it's a true, yeah. it's a real thing. Now the, the, the mistake I've made in the past, I got dumped while in New York in the winter, I didn't go outside. So I kind of became some hermit. It was only for like oh. a few, for a few days because did mean, you still lose weight though or did you just like eat your feelings 10 pounds immediately you lost, lost it or, gained. or gained. just gone lost it yeah people yeah. gain or lose weight during breakups oh, i'm a loser couldn't. and i'm an eater so when the when the when the relationship's gone it's like that's i'm so wired to like process and become obsessed and we become obsessed about that which we lack um, you know, we become obsessed with stand up when we're not getting a stage. I need to get up in there. I need to, you know, yeah. and then, and then, you know, your girlfriend's going, I, and then you just become obsessed and it makes it worse. It's, but it's also a form of coping. And then that sadness becomes anger and you go through all the processes. Yeah. The and five stage stages or whatever they are, and, grief, anger. And all I, all I know, like all I know is sad is sadness, anger, and I'm over it. Cause that's it. I mean, I'm sure there's stages. Denial, yeah. denial, denial, sadness, acceptance, Acceptance is, is the, the final end. one. It's, that's the final. So it's denial. It's like denial. Then it's like anger. No, then it's, like it's sad. Um, I don't remember what it is. One that means like negotiation. Ah, bargaining. 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 Bargaining is a level. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, can, no, we it's can true. Look it up and find bargaining out what they is a level are. because you start off with like denial. Like no way, this I get. I didn't get dumped. Then you start with like bargaining. The, yeah. Then you're like, wait a minute, let's try to make this work. And then you go to fuck. It didn't work. I'm sad. And then well, I, I'll start off by this, and because um, I, I I don't know you that well, but I love I I would t- I would probably take a bullet for you on a limb. Oh, I would no because you're a cool. Dave, we, we don't met, make me cry. We met, and I was like, who is I was like, who's this guy? Because you were like telling people how you know some tips on stand up, and I was, and then and then he killed it on stage, and I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I should take his advice. <laughs> but you know, you, until until you know someone, you're like, oh, this guy. But we were at a um, he was doing the the Valley open mic in this the girl's apartment. living room, and it was like, and it just became. I mean that that I don't. Know, it's hard for me to make. I don't. I don't live anywhere near there. But um, but it was a, it was a ton of fun, and it was nice to meet you there. And I and I knew you were date. You had started dating a comedian. Um, I'm not, I won't go any farther with that because I honestly don't know who it is. I don't. But but um, I was the only question I was going to ask was, were the pros and cons of dating someone who like does the same creative um, art as you. But it's in your community. But I didn't know you had broken up. So yeah, no. People keep asking, what are the pros and what's that like? And 
Um, you see people that date other people in their uh, field a lot, and you see it, war- but you you seldomly see it work. And here's why: um, you think on paper, yeah, that 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 could work because you both have the same interests, the same goals, blah blah blah, same schedule, same schedule. So that can that can be great. However. Um, the psychology and reality of the situation is we live in a tough industry and in stand up specifically, whereas and modeling is tough too mentally, and they're both just brutal in so many different ways. But you're both competitive, you're both insecure as fuck. Um, you just, you know, it's like you can't help jealousy is a human nature, and so when someone else and your partner gets ahead, you get a little bit jealous. Just all these unhealthy but natural type of emotions pop up. Versus, and, and also you come home, you have a shitty day and you're stressed by the world and you come home and you just want to be with someone who's chill and calms you down in any relationship and you come home and then they're like, let me tell you about my fucking problems. You're like, oh Jesus, I want to come home, you know, to an accountant or a chef, anyone and just, <laughs> I, she can unload her day and like, God, oh, Katie was being such a bitch at work today. I'm like, I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll listen to her talk for hours. But, but when it, it's too real, when it's too similar to your struggle, oh, also, it, it like reminds you of yourself. Exactly. And when you get home and then they're like, oh, I didn't get on this, this audition and it flopped and you're like, oh, that Just reminds magnifies. me of my career. But if she comes home and she's like, oh, I was one number off and my boss almost fired me. I'm like, hey, let's have a glass of wine and chat. I could do that all day. But it's, we it's, have some business ladies that watch this or listen. So we'll make sure that we get some, some accountant. Yeah. I want to date anyone and nothing against entertainers or dating them. And, and it works all the time. I just, for me, it's just like she said, it's too real. I need to come home and I don't want to, it's like hearing double dose of my problems. I didn't get this booking or whatever. Or I didn't land that audition and you hear them vent and it's just like, Hey, me too. And it just but, makes you feel, but that's not enough. So that's not enough to, for it not to work out. What was it looking back? Because you had, you had mentioned to us like right, right before we went on air, like how do you guys make it work? And, and, and we, I said, we're both stubborn, but in the end we, right. we want it to work. And, right. and that's what I think, I think what it comes down to is whatever your differences are, if you can try to be um, optimistic and look at that as like whatever your, um, you know, whatever the resistance is that kind of creates fire. Right. That, that friction creates fire right. can be good. Tasha is way more organized, all these things. And it's like, what do I want? A fucking loser like me who can't put his socks away. So it's good. It's good. You know, <laughs> but I also have to like let her, you know, chill out and fly by the seat of her pants sometimes. And so it's a, it's a give and take of a, which like, uh, which attributes are helping us versus like thinking outside the box because we're the first time we've lived together in, in a way, I'm sorry, in a feedback. It's the first time we've lived together where we have to, you know, know what we're doing and know how we're pissing the other one off without actually doing it's a lot of work to some, all. it's just a lot of work. You, yeah, you, you want to make it line. work. It's it, any relationship is a ton of work. Mm-hmm. So what, so what was the like final straw? Uh, so it's not that any one person is, it, we were butting heads a lot. It was a lot of just butting heads and as couples do. But once again, like you guys, it's two stubborn people. Now I'll get a little more into depth with that, but, um, I had my faults. She had her faults. 
we didn't really at first we communicated, but after a while, I think both of us felt like we couldn't talk to each other because we'd just get mad if we brought something up. So the communication went out the door, and that's where shit just kind of. And with any relationship, if you don't communicate, shit starts to crumble at the and foundation. It, and it feels so tangled because it's like yeah. I didn't talk to you because you were being this way, but she's like, "Well, but you were being," th-, and it go and it's so like. Did you feel like when you were trying to talk about things that it wasn't like the problem wasn't actually being addressed in the long term? What made you tired of wanting to try and communicate? Well, it was the thing both of us would try to communicate and feel like, well, we would get de- – this happens a lot with just human beings is when you try to tell someone you're doing this thing I don't like and they get defensive. And I, I'm guilty of it too. And that is not a way – and both two people being stubborn and being defensive doesn't work. You basically, you got to sit down and go, look, you're doing this thing I don't like and they need to be receptive of it and vice versa. And that wasn't happening, so the fights kind of kept going on. Um, were you both trying to tell the other person what they were doing wrong? Yeah. Or would you, would you go up to her and be like, I, I see how I pissed you off there? And I, you know, I was pretty, I, I made a lot of mistakes, but I was apologetic and, um, and understood and tried to work on it. I just didn't. I don't think I like any relationship. It's work, and I don't think I am guilty of not really putting the work in. You, th- you think you're not guilty? I am guilty. Oh, you are really not putting the work in, and then and I'm fine. I, can, I live with my, you know, with my decisions, but I don't think I put the work in, and that that says a number. Of things well, right I, there, I think right? that, I think yeah, to keep a relationship like magnetic, I think you do have to continue to put the work in. But I wouldn't. I, I, by no means immediately telling you you did something wrong. It's like it's a it's a tough thing well, to make. Well, think work. about in our situation, we really had to learn how to fight with each other. You got to learn how to fight and, with someone and communicate effectively. Because I like to start with ca- a catcher's mask <laughs> and uh, shin pads, but then also wear a cup. But I think that we're both pretty. We get defensive. You uh, definitely get very defensive. I know that I don't always take criticism very well. But we had to like t- sort of. Defend develop a system so she started for, with what i do wrong <laughs> but for, i just noticed it. addressing problems well, like, we'll put this put it this way yesterday we went we had an audition together which i hate talking industry because it's pathetic but it was like real people so what do they take a model and her stand-up comedian boyfriend so we go we get to the audition and um we we drive all the way to burbank and then she goes she had to pick someone up at the, the hospital. Or the, 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 the pharmacy, pharmacy is right next to the audition. Great. So I just follow along. I drive her there all the way there during rush hour, 5 p.m. And then she looks down and goes, oh, shit, the audition's in Hollywood. Now, if you don't know, this is like not a good thing when that happens. Oh, that could cause that could cause break. We're talking different cities. Well, we're just talking different cities as far as like LA is concerned. And, um, but luckily it wasn't like, like it wasn't my fault. And I dealt with it cool as a cucumber i calmed her down and we moved on right yeah you're you're right but i but know just, you're trying to say that just if saying it was how, the reverse i would be furious which is probably true i don't handle stress very well but you didn't let me finish before when i was trying to compliment the way that we have learned to address oh let me turn your problems. mic up you're gonna compliment let's go oh okay so <laughs> okay, yeah that's a huge part but of like, couples learning how to address problems yeah but i look at it as a case study and in that moment i was like tasha like look you see how cool I am right now? Because I really was. I was like, hey, babe, we're going to make it if we're supposed to, blah, blah, blah. It was like some Hyundai print thing. It was like, whatever. Like, we'll get there. They, they'll they be so happy if we're the last people they see. And um, and then I was like, but just know that this is how it is. And once one time we were on our way to Vegas, and uh, we were on the, I was on the phone, and my GPS didn't update, and I was going the wrong way for an hour and a half, and, it, and we barely made it to the show I was supposed to be on. And it was super stressful, and you hated me. And yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I've, I've seen you there. The adversity of like... 
being stressed out when you're late for something or when you have to meet new people. All I get how these things work and I'm and I'm I'm just letting her know that like we're in it together. We're on the same team, we're in the same car. And it was great. We had a good audition yesterday. It worked out yeah. great. You still have not let me finish the two things that <laughs> yeah, I wanted let, let to say, finish. which was tips. I'm trying to give real tips for people who are trying to learn how to fight with each other in a nice, healthy, productive way. One, focus on only one problem at a time. If I'm talking about my grievance, you are not allowed in that moment to bring up your grievances. Don't meet like my sort of criticism with more criticisms of your own. If I say A is a problem, don't tell me B, C, and D that are problems in your idea. We'll address those in 10 minutes if we need to. But first, let's work out problems. It's like a. a legal issue. And then second, that you have to do it with love. We always make a point, or I, I try to make a point if I'm giving you a criticism. I know I don't always do it, but if I'm like, babe, I love you, but you got to pick up your socks. Who so that t- is it this Tasha? You. Are you really Tasha? I don't believe, <laughs> I don't think she's ever done this before. That's so not <laughs> true. You are short Okay, fine, fine, me. fine, fine. Sure. But, you know, we've had to make a point because I tend to be, like, um, very assertive and direct, and I don't like to, like, fluff around a problem. I like to just say what the problem is. And so I've had to learn that I need to give it a little fluff because he's very sensitive. Because I'm know, not his ego just an sensitive. asshole. I'm not just a selfish prick. <laughs> you have to understand, like, you, you, you water it down into a yeah. but it, but either way, I can take I can take that. I've I've had coaches and shit. You piece of shit just yelling at me. I, I but you sir. don't take it from me. Well, it's so different from my. And you said something really interesting there. You're like you learn to. I'm a really sensitive guy, and I if you don't if you don't word things right, it's gonna make me angry. And I think that was a problem. There was never either one of us never learned how to just be like, hey, listen, I love you, but it was never. It was like you fucked up. <laughs> and it, it, was, it, was, it was it was attacking yeah, each other. I like but to make worked. it. I like to make it like we're together. Like if say say if Tasha took a photo with some dude and it really pissed me off because I was like, really? Like you thought that would, what? It's like just random. I would probably be like, look, I love that you're at, like. I would make it about. I love what you're doing. I love Don't that make you're it about you. But yeah, but. I would say I do feel, and I know you. I know you didn't even think of me, but I do feel weird when you're when this is happening. With just try to make it in a way that's very much like not you make me feel like this. I know that's what I'm actually saying, but it's like I should have control of my own emotions. But I still, I'm like I'm more. You have what a happened, response. What happened like this a, week? A body response. What happened no. this week when we went? Something happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you did a shot. You did. Let's use this example. Oh, at a party. So, it's totally, totally fun. Simple example because I, I didn't think twice about it. I really didn't. I was just teasing her. But like Tasha, some guy. We were at a Oscar party, and some guy, some guy that we probably know his name, and we just don't. I don't remember his name. Do you? He was like, "All right, we're doing shots. You do a shot." And then like everyone else was like, "No." And next thing you know, it's just Tasha doing a shot with this guy. And I was we totally were literally we were just like walking out the door. We we're getting ready to leave the party, and I was in the kitchen like picking up our Tupperware and stuff that we brought because we had brought food. Um, but there was a shot sitting out, and the guy's holding Fireball, and he's like, "That one's for you." And so I was just like, "Okay, it's the end of the night. It's Fireball one. It's not going to make me wasted." And I was just like, "Okay, fine. This is this is the nightcap, right? This is the end of the party." And so I took this shot. Even though now Katie said that it's like ninety percent formaldehyde. Well, it's got arsenic in it. Well, it's got antifreeze. Antifreeze, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. It's banned in most countries. It's banned in like Canada, and it's it's a Canadian whiskey. (laughs) We can't make just a regular cinnamon whiskey without antifreeze. Well, they have they have Fireball. They just have like a nicer version. Anyway, why can't we get the good stuff? That was probably a shitty (laughs) example. Why do we have to pay more for prescriptions and we get the shitty Fireball? Because we let it slide. You can homemake it. You can go to the Google how to homemake your own. 
cinnamon whiskey. Yeah, we could just yeah, drop we some do little that. red hot inside a regular bottle of whiskey. Actually, cinnamon whiskey. Well, that'll you be our next venture. Basically, pickle cinnamon sticks in there. Sounds great. Yeah. We have we have cinnamon All sticks right. in the there cabinet right now. Pickle them in do some we whiskey have, for like a week. Mark. We got an Indiegogo happening, folks, for fifty dollars. <laughs> do a shot with Tasha. No, anyway, so I was like, I was cool. That I was like, what if I did a shot with this other? We were at a white trash party. So like, what if I did a shot with this chicken at Hooters shirt? How cool would that be if, I, if this chick and I were just banging back shots? And I don't know. I was just now I sound like a crazy man. That's what, well, no, that's why I would struggle too. It's kind of like day entertainer. I would struggle. I dated a model for a little while, and uh, and it wasn't. She's she's kind of kept to herself. So I don't think I. But also, if my girl was out shooting shots and stuff, I think I'd probably have insecurities. And I yeah. personally know she's myself. She's got a shot on the beach, laying down, and I'm like, that guy was standing on top of you getting that photo. Men are sex vultures, and vultures. we know how we think, and we're so like, we know. Dude, she doesn't know. Dudes are trying to home wreck left and right, <laughs> and it's tough. And it's and, and and that's why I couldn't date. I realized, oh, I can't date an actor or an actress because they're gonna have make out or sex. And I get it; it's acting, but I still don't. Well, I, don't I truly, but I hold think on. what you have to understand, like you have to give your partner more credit. Like, sure, there are gonna be like douchebags or like bad guys out there that want a home wreck, but they're not trying to steal your girlfriend. They're just trying to get like a quick lay, and your girlfriend knows this. Well, but your girlfriend knows better than to be like oh let me leave this what this great thing i've got going on at home for like some quickie with some dude sure like, sure but it's got a cheater she's not it's it, not. It, it, true but it also can put you in a position that's just not good because treating yeah you might not fuck the guy but so like there was one time when this girl that tasha knows was like we got a jet to cabo we're going to cabo we got a free place to stay and tasha's like, tasha's like great i'm going to i'm going to mexico with these girls they got a free jet and i, I studied marketing and economics and I know the main rule of business is there's no such thing as a free lunch. Yep. There's no such thing as a free jet. Somebody's fucking somebody for that jet fuel. Yeah. But if I'm not, what does it matter? But you don't know that. You don't know that you're not going to show up in, in some seedy place. In next, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. You think every girl who's in sex I do want to come home slavery? with like all of my organs. Yeah, and the point is is that, like, oh, how naive and sweet you are to, to, to come from no Kentucky and live this beautiful life, but you don't realize that the men are vultures. The, we are. We're, we're, all, we're out to... How do you feel knowing... Like now that you're now that you it's your ex girlfriend and knowing that there's just going to be a million and I don't I'm, I'm not trying to burn this image into you because if you're like me you've probably thought of it a million times there's going to be a bunch of dudes hitting on her and not in it like it's how not do a you, fun thought of seeing other dudes banging your ex not, I'm, not, and I don't mean that like in a, I'm I'm sorry because I don't mean don't that in a specific visual don't but apologize. I have been there and I know that it's it's a horrible because you can go on and bang as many girls and do your like literally hilarious stand up which I'm sure if you're on the road chicks are going to be like hey what's up with this guy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure of it. So you can do that, but you still, no matter how many girls you bang, you still, it still hurts more to think of the dudes that are just going to be hitting on her because she's a female comic and there, there's only 8% of comics are women or something. It's incredibly yeah. small. And that's already happening. You know, there's always dudes hitting on me and, you know, hitting on her in front of me. And how do you, and how do you detach? What's your, do you have a method or are you just... I think it, it comes down to uh, you block that out when you either trust your girlfriend or you don't, and it just comes down to like I trust her, so I don't worry. I, she can, you know. But it's kind of like 
even if you trust your girlfriend and she goes off and is like, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to hang out with this guy at his house. You should know better than not to do that. Like, How you do whatever you want you with did, your life. That. You do whatever you want with your life, but you should know that that's disturbing Herbal, to me. Yeah. And if I would never go hang out with a girl at her house, like I know how much that would hurt you. Even if I didn't do anything and you trusted me, I don't find that okay. Now, here's one thing that comes down to when I, I in retrospect, this relationship. And people don't look at this enough. And some listeners are going to be like, well, I think you're looking too in depth than thinking too hard, but it's true. <clears throat> I'm reading this really good book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Great. Yeah. And he talks him towards, you know, three-fourths through the book about how southern Southerners, you know, because of their lineage and Appalachia and their Scottish and Northern English herdsman culture is very prideful. Now, you go to the South today, culturally speaking, the men are very prideful. You don't want to piss them off. Versus they, so they did this blind study where half the dudes went in to fill out paperwork and do this little quiz of 10, and they left and walked away. And then um, on the way out, uh, some dude just bumped into him in the hallway with a filing cabinet and called him an asshole. Half the guys are from the north in Michigan. This was in Michigan, and the other half were from the south. What a great... And the southern guys all got pissed off and aggressive <laughs> because it's a culture of pride. Now, I realize, as a, being, like, being raised in a southern culture, I realized... Texas? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, that's right. My values, I'm not even talking about religion, or I don't agree with the, all the, a lot of things in the south, the, sure. the religious crap or the... the um, I don't agree with like the racism and a lot of things with the South, but culturally speaking, I've got the values and I realized like a lot of times, like I, like personally, when I date, I want a career girlfriend, right? But I do want certain things I was raised with a sweet, caring, kind girlfriend and uh, you can have both. That's like cooking you dinner. (sighs) Well, then not even, but just, you know, kind of. So I just the Someone way with a similar upbringing, maybe yeah, that has those same sort of like taking care yeah, of. Yeah, and values. I'm not saying a woman's like you got to go have my kid and, and stay at home and do this and that. No, no, no. You have a career. You'd be a million. I don't care what you do. I want you to be a career. So you woman. want her to do double duty. That's a thing. That's out. Th- no, not double duty. <laughs> not double duty because well, you, you can only do so much in a day. But you would but do it as just well. The way, you would return. Just the way a southern woman knows how to take care of her man, you don't find as much in other parts of the country. And that's a fact. I don't care if you want to argue with me all day. Like if her guy's true. sick, she's going to nurture she, him. Yeah, and certain parts. Southern girls know to nurture more than other parts of the country. You're from Kentucky? Yeah. I but see, the feminists now, they, they want to get rid of that. Take I don't need to take care of you. You take care of yourself. Which is bullshit because no, we're genetically. I that's des- true. I don't. Well, well, I'm saying we're genetically designed to want you to take care of us, and and, and but that- you're also, if you want to look at it that way, genetically designed to be the hunter provider. And and some of and some of my biology kind of goes out the window. It's not exactly what you know, but I, I still love it when a girl's sweet and caring and kind to me, and and that's kind of and there you can find that anywhere in the country. Don't get me wrong. But, but it's a value based. I, I just like, yeah, just cert- there's a lot of things I could go into depth about, but just the value system, the way a Southern girl is, you know, Tim McGraw has got three songs about it. And, and I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, and I realized like out here, I've dated a couple, a couple of Southern girls and this, the way they are is just sweet. Like I said, I'm not, and I don't want anyone that's feminist to be like, oh, you sound like some kind of pig right now. That's not at all. Like I said, I want and prefer a career woman, Yeah, but just. I don't want you to come home from your job and just be 
And you can have stressful days, and I'm always going to be there it's for you. You scratch your back, I, or right. I scratch your back, right. you scratch mine. Well, I think that that's one of those things that, like, it, people say this sort of stuff, and um, it paints feminists in the wrong light because I, I think you know they get a bad rep. Down, they get a really bad rep. Right. What feminists really want is equality, and they're not saying they're not trying to like you know uh, hate on on women who want to stay home and just raise a family. That's not it at all. They want women to be able to have the option to choose for themselves right, right. and to be equally compensated. So we want yes, equal pay. We want equal rights. We want to be able to make our own decisions about our bodies. But um. It's not saying that they they don't want to be like kind and caring. You know, they want those There's things. A, it's a, it's like reciprocal stuff. We want we of course we want to take care of you at home. Right. We also want you to take care of us yeah. at home. We want to yeah. share home duties. We don't want to have to work full time at work and come home and 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 carry the and have the burden of responsibility of all of the things at home as well. And most most relationships early on possess that, and then somebody drops the ball. You know, whether it's like, oh, I've been married for five years, you don't appreciate, you know what I mean? That happens a lot in relationships when... I when, felt that a lot. That's part of the brain. I just didn't feel appreciated, so... so, so you, or respected, because I feel like those things kind of go hand in hand. Right, yeah, exactly. But, so you didn't feel appreciated. What what did you do to address that? Once is there again, something you can do, or is it just their actions are louder than their words? Because I feel like most people don't intend to harm the other. They're just too in chart caught up in their own shit um yeah i I think um once again it kind of goes back to not communicating right and uh, you know me me i probably felt like i couldn't say hey i don't feel i don't feel appreciated and i feel like that would have blown up in my face so i probably felt like i couldn't communicate that but so um, yeah okay and then you resent because you yeah, feel like you're resentment. still giving but yeah. not receiving yeah that's, and then that's that, a codependency and thing that's when it started to, to kind of fall apart right there when i felt like uh, you know and but hey but i do that all the time tasha will be like yeah that your socks are out i get i did the dish you know what i mean like i immediately turn into like uh like a guilt like guilty like but i did this and, and that happens all the time it's just a matter of you didn't feel like you could even tell her that and so we're, are you talking about like and and, and that's just you know I, I can't point the finger or blame anybody just it's just a no, lack but, it's it's we didn't create the habit of communicating correctly and do you know what your love language is Mine for them to give me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny. God, how how do how do not people not know about that? My God, and my roommate told me she would be great to have on here. She's like, oh my God, there's a guy Dan Savage. She talks about all the time. Yeah, she, this guy. She's Savage she's, Love. She's a Is guru. that a show? Savage she's Love. Such a guru, and she's like, you didn't know about the. And I realized, looking back, oh, I fucked up. I didn't figure out her language of love, so she wasn't feeling loved at all. So or appreciated. She wasn't either. feeling yeah. appreciated. So what either, and she... I was like, oh shit! I was like, I thought because the way I know to show love, I was like, I'm showing. But then I realized, oh, I was not, not giving receiving. her language of love. Um, Mind blowing for me. It's being kind of goes back to what I say and kind of being a cultural nurtured. thing, being sweet and nurtured. And you know, of course, you know, if I would have been really sick or throwing up, that would have been taken care of. But just you know, when I come home from a long day of work, like it, just to be sweet and nurturing, and and I know that kind of sounds like well, you're conflicting with like. It, it, this comes to a human condition. If if let's say I want a career woman, I want her to come home, and it sounds like I, I'm a pig. Like I want all these things a woman, but if I want her Not to come all. home, but if she comes home, she's a career woman, and she just someone you know, she comes home and can do. Hmm. You can fill your well up in the short amount of time you do have together. 
you at times something we be like oh we we need to spend five hours to, to feel happy that's not true like you can you can fulfill that if you're focused and know what to give the person i love affirmations but i can tell tasha all day long she's beautiful but if but i don't do anything for her, it, her it, language it, it would help a little bit like we all love being told we're beautiful but i i need to be told like ah oh, dave you're just doing the right thing like like you're you're on the right path you, you're going to be fine blah 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 i need that sort of like daily affirmation and i i would say tasha needs quality time she needs to know that like it's us that's going to go to brunch and not just like hang out with another friend a couple you know that's good too but as long as we're filled i would yeah. i would say yeah right and now and i didn't know that at first i'd be like but babe i'm multitasking i got a million things to do all week i don't like the first day we literally started like seeing each other she was like am i gonna see you later and i was like well, i don't know maybe i got some things going on and i'm looking at my schedule and in her head i'm thinking she's she's like this fucking asshole is blowing me off <laughs> because she wanted to spend time together and it's and sometimes i mean that doesn't buy me 48 hours i'm telling you what did we do this week we had we had um we had our valentine's night on a tuesday and then by like by like within 72 hours i fucked something up and i'm like oh geez that expensive dinner didn't even buy me like four days i'm like but it's true it's like but it's it's not it doesn't mean that every night we need to go out it just means like last night we had our audition it was a good chance to go out to dinner afterwards together it just made sense but but we're we uh, we're we're so caught up in what makes us feel good it's so hard to believe that that's not what makes them feel well good. it's just it requires a little bit of like extra thought and extra right. effort because it's not it's not easy to put someone else's needs on the same level as yours always you no. are going to be your number one b- fan right you're right. you're always going to be number one to yourself no one else is going to look out for you as much as you're you need but to no look out girl, for yourself no girl will ever start a relationship with you and say this is my love language they're just so they're such complicated creatures. Yeah, you We're smart it guys. It takes the effort we, of figuring that out. We can go on stage and vice versa. You can not. go on if you're like me. You can go on stage in front of a hundred people and and probably do a seating chart after your set and know exactly where the happy people were, the sad people, right? You can just like, you just, you just, we, we, we're a sponge to all that. Yet with our lady, we're like, I don't know what the fuck she's thinking right now. I don't know if she's happy. I can't read it from the text. We, you know, here's the thing. We sit here and say that women are so complex, but I think we just have to put the work in. We're like, why isn't my girlfriend happier? What, what do I have to do? I bought her this and that. And it's, it's, we make it too hard on our, we're being complex because you got to figure out what's her language of love. And I never, until she was gone I didn't be like oh shit I never thought about that and I, we never figured out each other's language of love and we never communicated but that's a that's a beautiful thing though with a fart noise uh, we added that <laughs> but, post that's a, you know, that's a beautiful thing that you learned, learned that yeah. unfortunately it's at the end of the relationship but yeah. imagine wrong um, timing but it's like you're a young guy you imagine what you've learned that so many people never learned 30 years into a shitty how marriage how many marriages have figured that out and how many I, marriages didn't figure that out and they're still together because they're just old school so you bring that other. knowledge into your next relationship right yeah. there was um there was a the story i heard today about um, a lady went missing on a cruise and the guy didn't report it for five days and you know it's like everyone's like oh the guy pushed his what? chick off the cruise but then he so he, they found out he didn't report it because she has she has disappeared before apparently they got in a fight and she was like i want to go home he was like babe we're not going home and then when they docked at the like italy or the next place she never made it back on the boat and they they just didn't know if she just stormed off and like they still don't know and i'm like oh man can you imagine like, like we'll have she's literally like missing well they don't yeah, know but if like, she's dead or alive well who knows at this point i could really care
care less about their actual like the actual circumstance but i was like oh that actually makes sense at first i was like oh the guy pushed her off and then and then i'm thinking oh no she's a runner and Tasha's a runner on a smaller scale. I don't think she would ever take a cruise with a me. So. Runner? I mean, I would maybe. If, it, Tasha, you, if, if you we get a fight really, a, really wrong, I might get off the cruise ship quickly and just take a plane. If we get in a fight in if we get in a fight in Malibu, she'll calculate the Uber ride home. If it's that bad. Now, yeah, it hasn't been in, a, in years, but there has been times where she's like, I'm taking an Uber. Like, I do a joke about it because it's so true where she's like, fuck this. And like, she just, and my old thing's like, I don't think we get to that point anymore. It's been a very long time since we've been to that point where, where you've been so angry that you want to be like that far away from me. But this chick in this cruise apparently just would like bounce on her family, <laughs> her husband and her kids. kids. Yeah. So like, so what if who, she's at the bottom of the Atlantic? Well, but the thing is, she's probably not. She probably just bounced. She won't be getting any fights anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She's awful. somebody else's problem. I can't believe her husband just decided not to say anything though. He, because he was probably embarrassed, like oh, you know. And she, it was, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the case. Yeah, but, but anyway, but you never dated every like couple someone fights. who like sort of ran off and didn't want to fight, and they just kind of avoided. You had mentioned before we went to air, like oh, we'll fix it in the morning. I don't know one guy in the history of the world that's like, okay, babe, let's fix it in the morning. We're always like, fuck, I want to solve this. Yeah, I want to, but I learn now uh, in the future not to do it. just just to wait till emotions calm down and deal with it in the morning i've learned so much from this relationship and grown now she was the one that uh it uh, she ended it and basically and i said well can you know uh, why and she highlighted these kind of things that i was doing right and did she take ownership over any of it um, it's okay if that's she something didn't. that she's gonna do on her own time right. down the road right so, nobody was perfect nobody's yeah. innocent and she highlighted these things and for the first time in my life i've had the willpower to really make a big change in myself so the the, the heartbreak is been the best thing that's ever happened to me because it, the first time in my life it got me to really sit down now i was a i could be a selfish person i could have a short temper and I could get, and this wasn't all the time, but sometimes I get sloppy drunk. And no girl likes that, but some girls tolerate it more than others. Now, <clears throat> this is the first time in my life, and it's so funny once you learn this and step back. It sounds like something you'd hear in a self-help book or some seminar, but when actually you really get it, it clicks. So, the, And this really applies to the city. So the first time in my life, you know, I was, I was heartbroken and told I was selfish, and I had to sit back and reflect like, wow. Someone walked out the door, and you you got to get your shit together and stop being so selfish. And I realized here fundamentally at the core what, what was going on. Here's Here was me, the old me, running around. Here was my mindset that I had to rewire. I was running around like so many entertainers in this town, majority of them. When you interact with people, your friendships, relationships, everything – your interaction is this. What can you do for me? Hey, Dave, what do you have for me? What, what you know, I'll bullshit you, whatever I have to do to friendly to you, I'll, whatever. What can you do for me? And after that breakup, I had to, I had to say, well, you got to get your shit together. I'm the kind of person that has the will to change if I want to. Big changes that people don't normally make. And I said, you know what? That's, the, that's why you're unhappy. That's why you're angry. That's why you're drinking so much. That's the core of all of it, the selfishness. And I've rewired my brain. Not going to have an overnight, but I've been busting my ass to work on it, and it's going to take years to get it down. Good, man. First time in my life I've rewired my brain. Instead, what can I do for you? 
And my roommate's like, you be careful not to, to, to give yourself away. I'm like, listen, or overextend I've, yourself. I've, I've been caring about myself for 30 years. Well, I'm not worried that I'm going to forget about myself. Don't worry. But it, uh, you know, I'll, tell you, I'll this, tell you this, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's what you can do for bam. me. <laughs> Deal. What can I do for you? Deal. You're already doing something for me by having me. But here. dude, you're yeah, like wrong. You. You're making me feel good. Like this is this but, is what we do. This is this is growth. This is real. Huge. This is the biggest growth I'll ever have. And 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 it didn't take some book or some seminar. And and now and I practice every day. And now here's what happens. Here's immediately what happens once you start to get it and it clicks. You realize. A, your, your selfishness was the core of all your unhappiness. I'll say this: this is a this is a fact. You can look it up and think about some people you know. There, you will never meet a truly happy, selfish person. That's a fact. And someone who truly and this doesn't go for everyone. Someone that's truly selfless isn't always happy. But someone who's always happy thinks about others. That's a fact. So I just realized it, it, you you give you get you know you want to be a important you know you want to be a good comedian and successful you have to be a valuable member of the society or the community and the only way to be a member of the community and important is someone who gives back to the community not someone who's a what what can community what can you do for me 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 and right. so once you stop thinking about yourself and you start to think like what can I do for the community what can I do for other people how can I help you you it's like this weight comes off your chest and yeah, I'm so the, much I feel like a higher frequency of energy a better guy i don't feel alone i'm interacting with people just my connection to people now and i realized i'm an extrovert right and for for years now three four years i was like i think i'm becoming an introvert or something i just don't like going out and talking to people and i realized if I, you're focusing on yourself oh, fuck you will feel so lonely every, because you will feel like the only the only person th- that's caring about you every conversation i had it was probably me talking my head off and then being like, oh, this is the one side and walking away. Now. Realizing I, that it was you making I've it never one th- side. I've never thought Nailed of you that way. Yeah. I could list a thousand people that, that live in this town that I feel that way. But, but, but what an important thing to remember because it, that it is. This is actually like really profound and I think a lot of people are going to relate huge. to it. It's, I mean, I always preach the importance of having compassion for others because I kind of feel like everyone we meet is sort of holding on by a thread, you know, just like really it's hard. Life is hard in this city and just in general, life is hard. And, and I think that people, they, they tend not to think about others because they're barely holding it together for themselves. But if you can flip that mindset, it opens just a world of possibility for you. When you sit around and think, Oh, I got to watch out for myself. I don't have time to give a shit about others. You couldn't be further from the truth. You couldn't be more wrong with that mindset. Stop your bullshit. Stop thinking about yourself. Start. And in this city, it's so easy to just get caught up and to think about me, me. This is the most me, me, me city and in the it's world. The most me industry. We're literally right. on stage it, alone. You, you're just trained, no teamwork. You're trained to thought, and you're around people that are all about me all day, and you get sucked into this vortex. But when it clicks, and you start to think not about me anymore. Oh my God. And, and it's just now I'm that guy that'll hang out till four in the morning at the bars chatting with people all the time. I am an extrovert. I just realized, of course, these were dead end conversations when I talked about me. And secondly, when I talk to people, I don't just, I, it's like gross my brain out. How you been? How's work? Gross. Nobody wants to hear those bullshit <laughs> questions or bullshit. I'm like, how are you feeling? That's my next question. How are you feeling? Like, how's your relationship? Legit questions are like, let's have an engaging conversation. And people know, like, hey, he actually gives a shit. Um, and this is just, I'm, I, it sucks that I had to go through heartbreak for this to open my eyes, but I'm like, 
oh my god and and that's the thing you you give back to a community and you start giving to others and and this isn't why you do it but when you do it it all comes back around to you and your success starts happening and i used to think i'll be a nice guy when success happens backwards i will be the nice guy now and just do me and and, and quote me quote in- me whenever it happens success is going to start coming my way but not not it, it's just well because- it already is it might not be in certain terms that we'd like but it's 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 not in monetary it's not on television because you could have that billboard outside What's so funny is that we. But, you, but if we, I was a selfish prick with that billboard, I wouldn't know it. But like, I'm not ah, successful, the, the, the and I'm not. Cars happy. can't even see it that well. <laughs> <laughs> this 360 of my personality and rewiring my brain is a bigger success than any billboard or TV show I'm ever going to be on, and I'm thankful to know that. That's what's important. Well, Amen. Even if you, even if we could throw all that other stuff out the window, you still are building your circle of friends of real friends, real friends that feel like you have touched them in a way, you know, because we, we just want to touch on the surface with everyone we meet, or at least I, I feel like that's how those superficial kind of conversations are. I don't know if it's because we're been? afraid of the time commitment or we don't want to get too Whenever. deep in someone's personal stuff, but it is, it, it, it ends up making those friendships very much surface friendships, not deep friendships. So many in this town. Hey, how are you? And then you both feel as disgusting. Like it's like a, business acquaintanceship and it's gross i when i talk to people now i don't give a shit what you i don't give a shit if you have anything for me i just want to know how can i make your day better what can i do for you if somebody's just like doesn't have anything to do the guy mows lawns what can i do to make his day better he can't do shit for me but i don't care anymore i don't care if i talk to some executive producer or somebody in the industry i don't care if they i want to go golfing with them i won't talk about yeah something as as simple as a genuine smile could literally change someone's day right people how their day was that like if someone works at a cafeteria or starbucks because people don't do it ask some guy that's walking down the street with a shitty day just ask him how's your day in a genuine way and it will turn someone's day around just their, their negative energy can be shed right off and another thing too is there's a lot of negative shitty assholes in this town and everyone's like well fuck that guy i don't want to stay on him he's a dick but you know what that guy needs the most help that guy needs you to be the nicest to him so i take people that are just in a nasty place and a lot of comics are and I genuinely kind of dig down, and I go to their level, and like, hey, you've been man, shit, he's fucking, I, this agent dropped me, I'm like, dude, I've been there, that sucks. And get it to, to where we connect, or like, he gets me, and then we can have an engaging conversation to where I can bring them up to my level. Yeah, don't just tell them, cheer up, actually, that's, that's get, like a, get to where they you are. You might as well just put your dick in their face and slap them <laughs> by saying cheer up, it's I'm guilty, no I'm guilty of that, because I've, I'll always tell Tasha, I'll be like, yeah, but look at the positive, and it's always like, sometimes they'll, they'll beat the fucking shit over your head, like, oh yeah, fuck oh. you, the positive. But it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's because we want we want we want to teach right away so i'll be like all right what's the lesson what's the positive but sometimes it's like oh that sucks yeah you got burned oh yeah that, yeah you want them. a little bit of fuck compassion them. exactly that you want someone who you want to feel like the, you're not alone in this thing that somebody relates to you that someone understands what you're going through yeah. and then you feel like you can let it go yeah. i feel like you just need to feel like you're not out there alone on your island and i think a lot of those sad people just really feel like they're the only one experiencing their sad thing and they can't let it go for that reason you know oh you know that's the thing when you tell someone cheer up or it'll be all right which is it makes it worse i have a buddy who i love he's a comic he's just a most ridiculous stories that have ever happened to him here's this guy in a nutshell you have a shitty day right you're behind let's say you get an std or behind your taxes just something <laughs> shitty that happens you call steve yo steve 
have you ever had this thing happen to you or had that with your taxes? And he's always got the worst case scenario story. <laughs> like, dude, I, I owed 15 grand. You feel so much better by the end of the phone call. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, I'm not that, I'm not that bad off. Actually. Steve should make money doing that for a dollar he a minute. He should give motivational Steve. speeches. All right, ma'am, what, what is your problem? She's like, my husband doesn't love me. Oh, dude, I had this girl that was like, oh my God, let me tell you how much she didn't love me. So he's two peas in a pod rather than like teacher student. Now, you know, two peas in a pod is a great way, un- unless you bring each other down. It sounds like he's doing it in a positive way. But if it's like, yeah, fuck the government, fuck this shit. And you know what? Chemtrails in their spine. And then it's like, whoa, hold well, on. I think it's who you're talking to. Yeah. Also, some people are going to do better, like hearing like, oh, no, don't worry about it. It's it's not a major problem. I had that same problem before. It was sort of a pain in the ass, but it it can be fixed. It's not the end of your life. But now you're you're a little gun shy when I come home after a rough day. Saturday night, I did a set at Improv gun Space. Shy? Well, so is that a term? Gun no, shy? I think you you're not you saying what you mean. I'm just very no, like well, empathetic, she, and she feels I absorb. It. Well, when you were talking about like really digging deep with someone who's like on an emotional island and has a very negative energy, that frightens me because I tend to take on those feelings instead of helping them get to the bottom of their own feelings so that they can I let feel go of the their own way, feelings. Uh, you you have to absorb their poison. And then bring them up to, with well, you. Well, let me just you say have what to, happens. But you also have to be able to spit out their poison. That's what like, I'm saying. Like maybe you help them by by absorbing some of it, helping them like getting to the bottom of it, and then and then feeling like you've taken care of it and you can let it go. But when things are out of my control, like in in your situation, Comic if you bring did home such a shitty set, he bombed so hard the whole audience left. Except for like, <laughs> except for like one chick. Now the uh, improv oh, space. So that. there's only 15 people in the room. Oh, okay. 12 or 13 left. There was a comic and a comics girlfriend. A comics girlfriend counts as like 20 percent of an audience member because they're really not going to laugh. They listen they, to they, too much they comedy. Get it. To care. So anyway, the whole room's gone, and I was really excited to work on some bits. And literally uh, two minutes before, I had an okay room. They all leave. They were like, "Oh, we got to go." This guy. And then I go up on stage and I just eat it in front of zero people. So I didn't feel like I bombed. I just felt like I got put in such oh, a that's shitty super spot. Frustrating. You know what I mean? Like I didn't bomb. I just didn't have anyone literally in the room, so it was a waste of my time. And and I think I think Tasha projected like I was in a really bad mood, but I was just like, oh, this fucking night sucked. And that's that's but how I felt about in it. In this situation, the difference for I think is that it is completely out of my control. It's it's really like sure I can do maybe a little more to help you process, but it felt like to me that you are sort of wallowing in your own sadness instead of deciding, okay, that's a wash of a night. There was nothing I could do about it. I, 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 I'm washing my hands of this and Yeah, but this on. was like 8 a.m. after like I got home at 3. So I feel like maybe you thought I was wallowing when in fact I was just like on four hours sleep. So it's totally fine. But I just want you to know that bad things are hap- going to happen to stand up comedians a lot of bad. all the time <laughs> lot, and i don't mean time. and i don't mean that in a what was me but, way, it's, but it's, it's like it's, we we are still humans and we i i do a much better job of not coming home being like fuck i didn't get up there this guy did a like i used, to, I used to get enraged that you have to you have to take some other responsibility for that as well and realize that if you're you made the making wrong a habit choice. <laughs> of coming home and projecting that sort of stuff then you're doing the wrong thing you can you can expect from me as often as i can to be like 
soothing or understanding or help you work through it, but you can't put all but of imagine, that responsibility on me sure. every single time. I know, I know, but it's it's not every day at this point. But imagine like if you came home and be like, uh, like like yeah, that one day your an agency was like considering signing her, and they 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 passed her photo around, and they're like, we're gonna pass. Like how insulting is that? And that happens often. And like what if you what if that happened? I was like, babe. Get over it. I can't deal with it today. You always come home. But I have never once said that to you. And I've never once been like, ugh. And in this case, I was just like, ooh, I ate a hot one. You know, sometimes you just bomb or you just eat it so bad on stage and completely out of your circumstance that you're just like, it just it like hurt. Like I did that at the improv open mic and it's like we're in front of all of our industry friends and you just eat a solid one for two ooh, minutes. And don't get me wrong. I probably still did probably better than half the sh- people on that stage. But to me, it was like, ooh, that hurt. And to me, it feels like like the, I lost a Super Bowl in that moment. And yeah, you got to shake it out of your system to an extent, but you also have to have your, you know, someone there to be like, Hey, you're good. You're good. And so what I'm searching for, what, what gets drained really fast is my, my, what, what fills my love up. So all my affirmations are gone. I have an empty well. All I need is for you to start throwing some quarters in there. Be like, you're good, Dave. Come on, babe. You got this. You're all right. Yeah. I have to, we should have a, like a reminder on the wall. Dave needs affirmations so that when you bring <laughs> home your shitty attitude, I can be like, Oh wait, there's a, but that's hey, a great idea a gold star <laughs> yeah that's a great idea just give me the fucking thing i know what it is i know what it is i need but when it's so dry i can't give it to me give me love <laughs> you need to bring on another comic that has bombed before in front of important people and sits down and says hey yeah you had a shit set but um bottom line is it doesn't matter it's a numbers game out here the more people you get in front of the more your chance so yeah i bomb you bomb we all bomb we're yeah. gonna bomb in important gigs it's a numbers game the more numbers you get out there you'll make up for that bomb so fuck off and have a whiskey with me i'm gonna listen to what you just said i'm gonna i'm gonna clip that part <laughs> yeah it's a numbers you just have to remind yourself say with modeling say with anything this town is a numbers game and there's gonna be guys that are gonna blow up and get tv shows within a year or three years and you're gonna be fuck and you, but but you can't be angry and jealous. You, you know to be what? Happy though, for you can kind of bank on the idea too that nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody who saw you in the audience is remembering your terrible performance for the rest of their life. They just don't. People are like we've been talking about this whole time, involved in themselves. That you know they are so focused on themselves that they're not worried about There's, your bad performance. Well, we they're talking about their set coming up. They're yeah, not hearing what we, we talk about. I mean, there has been times when when like comics come up come up after and be like, Oof. <laughs> like they know I bombed. Like, yeah. it's, it's a but, dick move, but funny. Yeah, no, but it's like, but when it's a friend, it's like, oh fuck, oof. You know uh, what I mean? Like you just like we know we get yeah, it yeah have but you thought, have you thought about acting <laughs> so we talk we talk about stand-up and the rejection but like we can easily um just substitute that and talk about dating and the rejection that you get um just by trying to approach girls or meet them and or just it's the same insecurities in general but it's a, it's the same yeah, it's the same ratio of like you need to stay positive is you know for people listening they're not comedians maybe they are whatever but they are you know we're all trying to search for like a that a good companion we're trying to you know if you're younger and you don't want something long distance or you just want a chick that like gets you or you want like the best thing you can find and sometimes that means you strike out a bunch you gotta go just keep on staying positive giving you know in the giving in the conversation with strangers like you mentioned like it's not just about you and guys a lot of the times we get so amped to talk to a girl we just start reciting our linkedin profile and it's like whoa like be be coy with that just like ask them how their day was like it's amazing how quickly you could probably like earn the trust of a girl if you were just like asking them their questions about them but you know what 
it's it's hard for a lot of people. It's not exactly natural to do that. It's not people have not put in the effort of like rewiring rewire, their brains. You plug and all the re- fucking cords out and replug them. Right? We just we've been kind of fumbling a- along for however long our lives have been, and it's you know it's not the easiest thing for some people. Two more, two things, and then we got to get out of here because we're almost at an hour. Uh, I heard this story today, completely off topic. Um, Bo Biden, Joe Biden's kid who died, his younger brother is now dating Joe, uh, Bo Biden's widow. Isn't that crazy? What? Do you, do you know this is a true thing? They released a statement today. Bo Biden died of brain cancer, yes. and he let, and he had a widow. The widow is now romantically engaged to Bo Biden's younger brother. Who was married to some other lady. Sounds like a Maury episode. Right? But the vice president's kids. Anyway, did I just completely yeah, derail the whole... I just wanted to mention that because I thought that was crazy. When what I heard was the that. name was of like, this podcast? Was it derailed? <laughs> derailed. <laughs> and then another side note. This is how I'm going to end it on just several side notes. I'm going to zig and zag. Last week or two weeks ago, we got, um, we got a package from Australia. Oh, full, do you want me to get the package yeah, right now? full of candy. Can you eat candy? What kind or of chocolate? Candy? Different stuff. We're taste testing it. You'll have a bite. Okay, let's taste test something. And um, we're uh, we're trying. Do to... you guys not edit? No. Oh, I was about to say because I would say go an hour and a half and then edit. But now nah, we we just well we we'll, we might uh, clip uh, with the Bo Biden bit. Can we do another half hour on that. Now we can go we can go long for sure. But um, anyway, um, we've been getting this care package from this Australian girl. So what do you? So we're only, let's only taste test one thing. So let me know what you like in here, and we'll we'll try it out. And this is, oh, did you lose your thing there? Oh, here you go. All right. So we have minties. Don't know what that is. This is the one thing we're not going to try, Vegemite. Oh, you got to get the Vegemite and put it (laughs) on your toast. Oh, when you're fucking hungover and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to go to the store. I don't, oh God, I don't want Vegemite. It's the best. Let's see what their tagline is. Proudly made in Australia since 1923, Vegemite, because you fucking hate your life. B, vi- <laughs> B vitamins for vitality. No, that's not why you... Is it really B vitamins? Yeah. It's got v- B. No one eats Vegemite for the health benefits. I mean, I guess when you're hungover and you just want something salty, but does it have good vitamins? Yeah, it looks sure. Like sure. Well, it let me ask you, so energy. how did you become an, it's, uh, it's such a good... Uh, it, what's it called? Impressionist or accents? Is it the same thing? Yeah. Um, Wait, that some people from? can just play music um, instruments. They got an ear for it, I guess. Wait, what's your best? You got like a southern preacher? See, because I'm a little bit under the weather, so it's, everything's a little bit off, but uh, southern easy to do. So many people so, so many people can do. Like at my church growing up as a kid, we had this preacher who was uh, this super homophobic when he would give his sermons, but he was obviously a closet gay guy, and we all knew it. I want you to open your Bibles right now to Leviticus 4.13. It says, if one man lies with another man, it's a sin. If one man meets another cute guy outside and he's like, oh, he's so cute and makes that with him behind the church, it's a sin. Can I get a gay man? I mean, amen. <laughs> Everyone can do so. Leviticus. And I can did imagine I, you like looking through a Bible for the gayest sounding word. Leviticus. Yeah. And, right. And uh, if you're going to do African, South African, you've got to know a bit of the history and the different cultures to do it. Uh, it's very that important. Scottish to me. Someone no, said no, Griff. Hold on. Someone if, said Griff did a great Arnold impression in college. Jeez. You're getting called. Arnold? Them, someone. Uh, someone's, I can't even do it. No, if you're going to Scotland, yeah, it's very that's my important. Favorite. 
It's very important to understand in Scotland the actual geography of the country is very important of how you do the accent because Scotland has a lot of hills. It's up and down, right? So your accent goes up and down like this. That's very important. <laughs> and then uh, if you go a little bit south, um, you go to uh, Manchester, right? You don't don't tell me you're a Man City fan. <laughs> the fucking the dirty. They they might be Scouser. I don't like Man City. The dirty Man United for life. And then you've got like London. Like I'm a DJ from London. I've been doing it. I've been mixing and producing for like 18 years and. It's really important. It's really important to me to make original music that people really can get on board with and I can play live. And then, like, fucking people look at me and say, you're Irish. How fucking Irish do <laughs> you look? look like a hobbit leprechaun. Uh, so that's very important to, to do that. And, uh, ah, there's other ones I can't even... Jeez. <laughs> so that's good. amazing. Right, oh, all right. Not a lot of people can do Holland because they don't understand the Dutch culture, but... Uh, if you've ever listened to any DJs from Holland or you've ever been to Amsterdam, uh, this might be a decent Dutch accent. If anybody's listening and chiming in, I would, I would like to hear your uh, opinion if this is a good Dutch accent. I liked it. I've been to Amsterdam. I think that's a good Dutch accent. I haven't been. I wouldn't know. Do you ever just meet girls and just lie to them with an accent? I had a joke about it. I did that in college. I could never go home with a girl because that's just shitty. Yeah, like, that seems like, like, like ah, gross. I couldn't do misleading. it. Misleading. Uh, all right, what are we going to review? This? I think Carmelo Koala. All right, you, you want you want to help us review that? Maybe you can do it in Australian. Oh, Carmelo Koala. And I'll have a bite of yours. All right, baby. All right, give it a shot. Yeah, we got to get through this candy. I'm trying to be uh, healthy. They've got a really sexual tagline here on the Koala Carmelo. Milk chocolate with smooth flowing caramel. <laughs> How do they say caramel? No, caramel. I don't fucking caramel. Know. Caramel. We should ask. I'm totally putting you on How the spot. How do you here. say it? You're from uh, Kentucky. Caramel. Caramel. I say yeah, caramel. That's how we say caramel. The, the, the rest of the world says caramel. New England says caramel. <laughs> hey, like, me bite of the, or, or, try I have it. not had a bite All right, yet. take a bite. Try I'm it. looking at this cute little This is what we do. We trail off. Yeah, we trail off with a treat uh, <laughs> treat reviews of Australia. Uh, uh, hey, if any other parts single? of the world want to send us candy, know, by oh, all means. I was going to try to date her, but she's not single anymore. Well, Griff, you've lost some weight, so we're going to feed you. No, you're, are, you, are you healthy? You don't have to eat it if you don't want. All right, my health. Mm, all right. Really good. Well, last week we tried the ripe cherry. It was coconut cherry chocolate. This is not as original. This is good, but um, I'm still going with ripe cherry over this. It is very sweet chocolate. But this is the ca- milk chocolate. This is Cadbury, which Cadbury is actually um, British, right? Yeah, British. So some some reason we don't get that here. Anyway, there's an Australian chocolate that's called like Air or something. It's got like holes in it. And if you're Australian listening, you know what I'm talking Rachel, about. Rachel, Rachel's our, our um, go-to Rachel, Australian. You know what I'm talking about? It's got the holes in it or whatever. It's called Air Crisp or whatever. I'm sure she knows. Send us some more. She no, knows kidding. what I'm talking about. I had it when I was down there. So you've been, you've traveled all over. We'll wrap up in a minute or two, but you, you, last time I really talked to you, you had a show Mexico City and you got robbed. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, there's another thing too. This is before the breakup that just, just changed my mindset too. I mean, this, I was still selfish, but I got robbed at gunpoint, and uh, the dude put a gun to my head, and Jeez. and just robbed me blind. And all the I thought Mexico City was supposed to be safe. Mexico is not safe. For anyone listening who wants to say, don't try to perpetuate stereotypes that Mexico's dangerous. It's like you I'm, got I'm robbed sorry. at gunpoint. I'm sorry, but it's not a safe place. Yeah, you got cartels run everything there. So. Um, Where were you? I was in Mexico City, and what's considered... And here's the thing. It's considered a nice area. So I'm walking home. Dude puts a gun to my head. Now, all the time, every day, tourists get robbed. Someone puts a gun to the head. I make one, like, scared, sudden movement. 
guy pulls the trigger out of fear. Yeah. People die every day because of that. I could have lost my life so quickly. So you stayed very calm. I stayed calm and I gave him my shit. Now, I when you have a barrel of a gun, you're looking down. You see your life in front of you. And when you walk away from that, let me tell you what, you stop bitching about the weather. You stop complaining about the traffic. You stop complaining about shit. I'm just like, Puts we're it all into perspective. so lucky to be here. Happiness and sadness are all about perspective. And also over taking too many mushrooms one time and thinking I had cancer and coming out of that and like basically living. <laughs> so when you, when, when you have these experiences, powerful, I t- took eight times the normal amount. If anyone's ever taken mushrooms, Jeez. you know that that's like, whoa. Was it an accident? I thought, uh, no, it was a purpose. It was Why? A purpose. Why would you do that? I, I, I like to test my brain out. I, I'm mentally stable. Don't like I'm mentally found. stable <laughs> enough that I can do that. Most people couldn't. And I remember I I just had appendicitis, but my brain had been tricked into thinking I had cancer. Then it was stage four. I was so convinced. Here's how convinced I was. As if your doctor told you. Wait, so you had sorry. appendicitis prior to doing your mushrooms, and then you just started I thinking had about a it. Feeling. So you were literally you were having it right then while my you were taking. Was already ruptured. That's a whole different story. It'd been ruptured through a month. Yeah, so <laughs> that can kill you a month. Yeah, you had a rupture. I grew up with a tough day? dad that didn't take us to the hospital for anything, so you just plowed through. So I, uh, I thought that I had cancer. Imagine your doctor told you you have a week to live. I'm so sorry. That's a fact. Here's the blood test. You went to four other doctors, and that's how sure I was. After you came out of the high? No, this is during, during the high. And I remember thinking, like, what are the odds we're living conscious beings? It's impossible. It's so. Holy shit, life is precious. What I would just do to have another week, I break down, I broke down and cried for three hours. I thought I was figuring out how to call my parents. I was just like, uh, you know, that's it. I was, oh my God, what I would do to get another year of my life and to come out of that and to get a gun to your head. Life is all about perspective. I value just being here right now. And I, how did you walk away from that? You get robbed. You're giving them. I'm assuming your ID and all that. Everything. You're keys, all your money, phone, keys, phone, credit cards. And so you're. What you're does just, he want your keys for? He's a dick. That so was it one mean. guy or was it a couple? Two dudes. And then and then so that happens and then do you go back to your hotel or wherever you were oh, staying? Oh no, you go to the US embassy and if you think the DMV sucks, you are... <laughs> And there's another thing about perspective. DMV is a cakewalk now. Oh, the US embassy is like the dementors in Harry Potter. It'll suck How did the you get back into the you. states? You had to get a new like Emergency replacement passport. passport. Now I went in there thinking, "Hey, I lost my passport." Uh, you think it was objective, like, oh, we'll give you a new one. This is what our you embassy expect the for. U.S. embassy is going to take care of yeah, you. Yeah, like, hey, team, I'm hey, here. America, <laughs> hey, America, you're going to help me, right? Because you're America. And then they look at me and start to tell me, you know, thinking I got drunk and lost it. And had, they weren't going to believe my story. And I remember going into this mode, like, you're going to have to cry. You're going to have to pull some acting skills. Whatever you fucking do, I had to start crying. I'm like, I just I got robbed. And I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> did you pull the, did like, you pull the stand-up card where you're like, I'm in town performing? Did you try to pull that card? I I'll try to make this story really quick. I will, I promise. Okay. Now, okay, take it I like going. this story. I, so you I go take in all there, the time you want. Yeah, you got your gun pulled. Your, I like this story. <laughs> I get a gun pulled, and I'm it's like, well, that fucking adversity. sucks. And then the next day, you got to go to the worst place on earth, the embassy. And then I, I'm like, oh, my God, I got robbed. I just don't have anything. Like a, cried like a bitch. And they're like, okay, okay, calm down. We're going to close in about 30 minutes, okay? And this is a Friday. They don't open until Monday. My flight's on a Sunday. They go, okay, who are you flying with? And when is your flight? I go, uh, it's Sunday, and I'm flying with uh, Valoris. Like, okay, we need to get on the computer and pull up your uh, confirmation. I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, let me get on yahoo.com. Of course, the computer says, we don't recognize this computer. We're going to text you a code to put in. Uh, fuck! Uh, 
So the clock's ticking. I'm like, <sighs> trying to calm my nerves, but my body's like, we're going to freak out and shit the bed. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. So I'm like, oh my God, the dude that bought the plane ticket for me is off on vacation somewhere. So I had to get on Facebook. I'm messaging him, messaging him, messaging him. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I can't even call him because he's in the reception. So finally, my buddy who's waiting for me down, the, my Mexican buddy's waiting in the Starbucks downstairs. And I'm like, dude, hey, Pablo, you got to call Dan right now and get it. He calls like 15 calls. Finally, he picks up confirmation, sends it to me. He's like, we're closing in two minutes. So they finally get the confirmation number. And they're like, okay, we're going to make you an emergency passport. It takes two hours. I get the passport. And I'm like, oh, thank God. The plan was I was going to go to my buddy's resort where he is, which is like a couple hours outside of the city. That was the plan. I was going to go with his birthday and his crew, uh, but they already left, right? And I'm stuck in Mexico City. I call him like, all right, hey, man, uh, I got my passport, so you guys have fun. He's like, no, no, no come, come to the resort. I'm like, I already missed my ride. He's like, Carlos, is, he owns a barbecue joint. He's a Jewish guy from New York, owns a barbecue joint and, and a trailer <laughs> right in the middle of Mexico City. He's like, no, no, Carlos is shutting down the restaurant. Go with him. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to have They must have felt bad. Yeah, like, they did. They my felt city really bad. And, yeah. yeah, and they're like, you know what? Fuck it, Carlos will take it. Carlos and I are driving there. He's got a beer. So we're just drinking him in the car. No, <laughs> zero fucks given. It's a two and a half hour drive. <clears throat> we're halfway there, we get a flat tire. I'm like, what, what did I, I don't, what did I <laughs> do to do? And right, and we fix it. About 30 minutes later, we get a second flat. Now, uh, we, 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 yeah. So right? you I'm used like, your spare. Somebody yeah. hates me. The story keeps going. It gets better. Somebody fucking hates me, right? And we don't have a spare. So we just drive like an hour and a half on this like blup, blup, up cobble roads. We get to the resort. It's this giant house. They have Airbnb. I'm like, thank God. It's a party. There's like 50 people there. 20 minutes in, the power shuts down. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm exhausted emotionally and physically. I'm like, I- I'm shaking. I want to kill someone. I'm like, okay, I just want to sleep. Okay, it's the end of the night. It's like 2 in the morning. I just want to go to bed. Now, there's 50 people in this house. They're all staying there. Nowhere to sleep. So I have to sleep on the couch. There's people partying till 6 a.m. I get no sleep. I'm exhausted emotionally. I want to kill someone. Finally, people go to bed at 6. I'm like, thank God. Mm. <laughs> I start to sleep. And, of course, there's a chicken farm next door. I wish I made that up. Of course. <laughs> the, the roosters? Chick- the roosters I love how, like, crying. racist your story sounds. Like, yeah, I had Pablo. There's a chicken farm. It's like, no, this was real. This is this a real is- thing. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to sleep then. So I don't sleep. I'm exhausted and delirious for an entire day the next day. A bunch, a bunch of the people go back to the city, and finally a bed opens up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get sleep. God, this is going to be so glorious. I get a bed. I start to sleep, and I start to feel this weird feeling. And I'm like, oh, God, I know that feeling. Montezuma's Revenge? I'm Worse. I'm like, oh, I know that feeling. Oh, it's when I was in South Africa. I got food poisoning from an ostrich burger and I had to go sit at the hospital that day. But I still had to perform because I was headlining at a casino. So I had to fucking make it. I pulled an IV out of my plug in South Africa and raced. Even the doctor said, you can't leave. I raced out of there around a corner and got to the hospital, plugged the IV out and did my job from a couple brandies. So this is like, oh, I know that feeling. Oh, shit. Fuck, I got food poisoning. I raced to the bathroom. Bloop. And of course, and, and this is like bad. So it's a like, cartoonish of sound course, you made. <laughs> there's no, of course, there's no toilet paper, of course. So I, oh, I, have to use the shower to, I have to use the shower to clean up. And every 30 minutes that night, I had to race back in, do my business, and shower to clean up because there's no teepee. This went on every 30 minutes. Dude, this is night. a great Airbnb story. This, right? is, a, this is why right? you don't Airbnb your house. <laughs> no sleep again for another night. I get to the airport. 
finally. And I'm like, oh, I need to leave. They're like, where's your immigration form? I'm like, I got robbed. Okay, I don't have it. And they're like, well, you can't get out of here if they you don't have They didn't take that. care of that at the embassy? They didn't give a shit. Nope, they didn't take care of anything. So I get to the airport, and I'm like, you can't leave. And I'm like, what, what do I need to do? you got to make it down to the place that uh, sells the immigration forms downstairs. And I'm like, what? So I race down there. Now, I still have food poisoning. So if I sprint too fast, I'll shit my pants. <laughs> but if I go too slow... They're going to close because they're closing in like 10 minutes. Like this is Sophie's <laughs> choice. So I sprint and then I walk. I sprint, walk. And all these Mexican people are like, what the fuck is wrong with this? I finally get there. I'm like, I need an immigration form. They're like, oh, it's 50 pesos. I'm like, I got robbed. I have no money. And they're like, we don't care. And so I, I started crying again. And, again, and the grandma <laughs> gave me money. I got on the plane home. Now <clears throat> I'm finally in L.A. Thank God I didn't get home. Now here's where it's fun. No money for a cab, no Uber with a phone. No cell phone. So I had to beg money. I had to beg for money from some German couple. Just right there at LAX? I had to beg for money from a German couple and take the bus home. I get home. Now, what about... Now, I'm not trying to say that I could have done it better, but... Someone said this is hysterical. Yeah, I agree. It is hysterical. Sadly. (laughs) But what about just a payphone? Asking for 50 cents for a payphone... And do you know, my my real question is, do you know anybody's phone number by heart? No, I feel like that is. We don't. I don't know anyone's phone number. Once you get in a situation like that, you learn your lesson, and now you have like at least three phone numbers memorized. And I know that now, and I should, if it's an emergency, you should have that. So I get home. But but no one's going to answer an unknown call either. If if you called me, I'd be like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, But then you leave a voicemail, and then you just stand by the payphone and say, call back this number. I'm standing by this payphone. Wow. Yeah, there's different ways to do it. And that. how sad is it I, to I go to the airport with no money? Because I love the only way I can fly is if I buy shit, eat stuff. I need to eat and just like yeah. absorb, and feel better about the yeah. experience. Yeah. So, and I get home. I almost finished. I get home, and then there's a giant medical bill waiting on my bed from when a dude on my birthday night earlier, a few months, assaulted me for jokingly wearing a Trump hat and broke my nose with his head. And I had to go to the ER, and I'm paying off a two thousand dollar medical bill. So it all tied together in one week of fuck you, Griff. And when you get out of What was of that, the universe trying to tell you then? Uh, Maybe you were just you, learning a lesson. You could handle it, though. Here's what the universe what told me. You. If you can make it through this, anything else is a cakewalk and perspective of how I appreciate life. I come out of that a better person, just like this relationship. I come out of a tough situation, a stronger guy. You have a choice when something shitty happens. Yeah. You can be nasty and bitter and let it beat you down, or you can be stronger. Well, I think in general, you know, they call it like the will to live or like thrive or whatever. It's like you find a way to work out of it, no matter what sort of like crappy situation you're put in, especially if you're in this situation all by yourself. You know, in Mexico City, all by yourself, and you just have to figure it out. You don't have any way to, you don't have any friends to help you. You don't have anybody to call to pick up the slack for you. You have to manage it on your own, and you do. You just, it works. You just it do. Works. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be challenging, but so it's you just manage. a faith. It's a faith, and it's really like one step at a time. Like you know, when you got a busy day or crazy things happening, it's like that's stressing of like the shit you can't control doesn't help you with the things you can. And like you couldn't control not having a live, credit card. We could card. all just live by that. But when it's when you're really pressed to it, you go to the embassy. You do the you just do the change of tire one thing at a time and you get some kick ass story. But what you've really gained is the knowledge that you can control that and that you that you can, can handle it. it. Yeah. That you can handle a beating and you learn to control your stress because i've been in a lot of weird situations in my life to where i realized if you get stressed you make it worse you got to keep your head cool what a weird plow through genetic it. thing we have to stress 
doesn't help us. Well, it's the fight or flight thing, yeah, right? It's stress, adrenaline. Yeah, stress is there so we could fight off enemies. It was actually useful back in the day, but not now. So you stressed out this uh, Bernie supporter and he headbutted you. Is that what I happened? I was a Bernie supporter. He was it a, was probably a Clinton supporter, to be honest. <laughs> white, some white trash dude just snapped. And I remember to go to court with him and he just looked so... Uh, did, you get, did you win? Well, still? no, he automatically pled guilty and got a felony charge and anger management three years Wait, and has to do community what? service. But did he cover your bills? Uh, no. I'm having to send, there's the amount of paperwork and bullshit you have to go through to oh. do that. So is, wait, what? He has community service and that's all, what did he no, get? No, anger management, a felony, community service three years. You get a felony, like he, let's say he has a job that he hates, right? And he's like, he can't quit it now. Yeah. He has to stay in that job. He's paying. Trust was me. Was he drunk? Why would someone just hit somebody yeah, for no reason? he was drunk. Oh, that's so, just, but even if you, I mean, we've all been wasted. I've never headbutt someone. I mean, maybe a buddy of mine I've roughhoused with, but never on purpose or to hurt somebody. I could never imagine. I grew up with just my mom and my sister. I never had a dad to be like, you fight when you're, I just couldn't imagine resorting to violence, but that's just not me. Especially over a hat. But yeah. you're I mean, in a I'm bar, not... people, dudes get aggressive sometimes. So. Yeah, strange. Well, dude, we're at 75 minutes, so we got to wrap this up. But, dude, you got to come back anytime. Bring your bring your roommate uh, or come back just you. I mean, definitely uh, definitely, you're invited back. Uh, your stories Thank are you. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> this has been more, awesome. There's more where that came from. I need, to, I need more um, Scottish next time, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do an entire. You really much. do. I mean, like, uh, you lo- and you look. No, I, are you I, Irish I, or I, what? I could go to a bar and tell girls that I'm here on an exhibition drug me match. <laughs> they believe it. They believe it. All right, the uh, the international Griff Pippin, everybody. Uh, where can people find you? Um, and by all means, people listening, watching, go follow this guy. He's super funny. At Griff Pippin. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, check me out on Twitter. I mean, Instagram. I, I'm trying to really get that Insta go. Do you do a podcast? Yeah. Oh, you do? And I'm glad you mentioned that. Check out Surely You're Joking. If you're in a science uh, and comedy kind of colliding, it's a great podcast because it's like we have a nuclear physicist with a PhD in nuclear physics from Caltech who uh, is on there. And then we have Bill Nye. We have like Andy Weir who wrote The Martian or Alan Alda or, you know, cool. all these great science. That's awesome. So if you're in a science and podcast, oh, we got to check that out. Yeah. I didn't know you had, I was going to say, if you didn't, I was going to get so mad. Like, how could you not have a podcast? Cause you know, you're, you're tailor made for one, but I'm, that's, that's great. I got to check it out. I didn't even know. So thank you so much for doing this one. Tasha, people can find you where thank you go. Uh, at Tasha Courtney, Instagram and Twitter, Tasha TV on Snapchat. Send me a message. Sex actually pod, Instagram, Twitter, sex actually podcast at gmail.com. We've been getting some really funny comments from people. So keep blowing us up. Yeah. If you got any feedback from this episode, we'd love to hear it. I know I asked for an opinion earlier and now I don't remember what it was, but send me some. I was all excited. I was bragging because we hit, I thought we hit a quarter million total downloads. He had his math. Wrong. I did the math wrong. <laughs> so next he, month. We hit, we hit 225,000. But I was looking at the 25 as a quarter of a no, hundred. So it's 50, baby. I knew, I know it is, but in my head I was like, yeah, we did it. And then I was like, oh no, that'll be next month. So. I'll give you some secrets when we get off air. Oh, please do. Dude, I need them. I'll take anything. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you uh, if you listened to this podcast and you want to see what we're actually doing on this, um, the podcast is live and it is on Facebook and also it'll be on YouTube. Search Sex Actually or Dave Neal on YouTube and same thing on Facebook. Go like the Sex Actually page on Facebook to stay in touch. Sometimes people listen to shit and they never know what we're talking about. Well, like us, follow us, and then you'll see. And also to our podcast, 
podcast listeners, share it with one friend. That's your challenge for this week. Ooh. Find one friend. See if you can coerce them into subscribing. That'd be really dope. We need it. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming over here, buddy. Thank it's you so guys funny. For me, I, we got to do a show together too. I don't think I've ever actually been on a show with you. Yeah, we gotta we gotta figure something out. And you and, and, and I know we're on the way out. You just did you you've been doing a commentating show too, where you commentate yeah. during someone's so, stand up act. So funny. Uh basically you have a comedian come up and myself and Brian Moses, the creator of the roast battle, uh like sports commentators. We do live commentary with sports and we're like, Okay, starting off, that was a strong opening play. I like what he did there. We put some points on the board, okay, and then they'll hit it's so line. it's so tough and on like, the comic, but it's so funny. Yeah, and then and then the comic will like stall or something, like, oh a lot of lot of dribbling there. <laughs> yeah, and then and then a comic will say something crazy to the audience like that was a strong curveball. You know, and, and we're we're really polishing it up. And you're at, you, you really? did at UCB this um yeah. When, yeah. Do, you, do you have a date for the next one or we don't all right but... so people go follow him i yeah, i'll bring tasha the next one i definitely want to watch it. it's super funny super original oh. uh it'll be a tv show for sure if you're still listening check out the comedy game show at the hollywood improv march 14th at 8 30 march 14th 8 30 the ides of march is, is it mars march march 14th Mm-hmm. Who knows? Anyway, people are still listening. They don't know why they are, but you are. So that's uh, follow Griff. All that stuff. It's so funny. Oh, so funny that show. The 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 Gamecast. I, it is so funny. You should have seen I, the last one. Oh man! And I just went to the you know the hole in the wall place. You did it a few months ago. The clubhouse. Uh, nice place, but it was like a small little room, and it was so funny. I mean, everyone who was in the room has been a past guest on this. Brian Moses, Todd Dorham. They've all been on the show. So I, I love the community of friends we're building here, and um, I'd love to um, I'd love to see that. And anyway, I'm rambling now. We got to go. Bye, everybody. Sex Actually. Bye. Bye.